Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us today, our good friend and MLB expert, I believe is the title I gave you. I will you. definitely take expert. Our MLB expert, Lucas Jones. Lucas, welcome in. Thank you for having me. Been a Th- while. Thanks for co-hosting. It has. So, uh, I know you're our baseball expert, but I did see that you watched some Stanley Cup playoffs last night. You ready to break down some uh, playoffs? Well, I am a what you would call hockey novice didn't watch any regular season to be honest watched a little bit of the game last night for the cubs play during the day so i didn't really have any baseball to watch um but tough game last night for the blues i don't think they played bad from a uh someone that doesn't watch hockey i don't think yeah, and they they didn't play bad. Last night was uh, kind of just... I think the way I thought to myself was it's just one of them nights where the cookie doesn't crumble in your favor because they had about the same amount of shots Yeah, as Minnesota did. The Their goalie was just... He was on last night. There's a couple shots i seen. I know the Blues came out kind of slow in the first. Yeah. In the second, they really picked up and got aggressive. And then in the third, I think, you know, they probably stay was pretty aggressive in the third, too. But at that point, when you're down, you know, when you got 11 minutes to try to score two goals, three goals to win, I just don't think they, you know, I just don't think it crumbled in their favor. But that's from somebody who doesn't know hockey. So I don't know if they, you know, were not playing good or not getting good shots like they usually do. Uh, I just couldn't tell you. Yeah, and, you know, they got outplayed in Game 1, won that game. They kind of got outplayed for most of the game in Game 2, won that game. So it's probably just the universe evening itself out. So, but they're that, still very much in control of the series. Yeah, yeah, 3-1, you're sitting pretty. The, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, the team that was favored to win the Stanley Cup going in, is down 3-0 and facing elimination against Nashville tonight. So, if if do the Cubs play tonight? No, they're off today. Well, if you uh, if you want to get up, get some more hockey, uh, I highly encourage the uh, Blackhawks Predators game tonight. So, Lucas, talking about playoffs, you got any big uh, anything big for us in the NBA playoffs? Cavs defense is non-existent. Seems like the question now is, are they going to be able to score enough points to be, you know, possibly the Wizards? I think right now the Wizards may be their biggest competition in the East. Uh, if they do make the finals again, are they going to be able to match Golden State three for three? Um, or the Spurs. Or the Spurs for that matter. Who knows, because Kevin Durant didn't play last night for precautionary reasons, but you know that stuff can linger on. That's Yeah, they really know, didn't need him to play. Warriors either. fans make the excuse about Curry being a little banged up last year, but the fact is this time of the year in basketball, everyone's a little tired, everyone's a little banged up. It's just who comes out and produces yeah, and uh, so you know that I'm a, I'm an old school Boston Celtics fan, and the Bulls are currently up two nothing on my C's right now, and there was the you know the extreme tragedy of you know Isaiah Thomas's sister passing away in that car crash, but uh, I'm not really surprised. The Bulls spent most of the season as a flaming trash heap, but you know they got Dwayne Wade, Lots of they got fighting, Rondo, but they, they got do Rondo Jimmy and- Butler. Rondo and Wade go way back into the playoffs. Oh, it doesn't yeah. seem like Rondo's been around that long, but he has. Yeah. And he's played with some winners in, in Boston. And Dwayne Wade is, you know, 
he doesn't get as much credit as LeBron and Kobe and some of these guys. But when you look at Le- uh, Dwayne Wade's career numbers, especially when it comes to playoff time, I mean, regular season, they're good. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. He may retire as one of the top 12 players of all time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I like to think of Dwayne Wade as one of the smartest guys in NBA history. I like to model my podcast off Dwayne Wade's career. I hope I'm okay by myself, but I bring in LeBron and Chris <laughs> Bosh, you and JK, and boom, you know. There you go. Well, you know, he, uh, I mean, he did well by himself. He did win that title in Miami. I mean, it wasn't by himself. He got an older Shaq and an older Gary Payton, yeah. but, you know, that was a pretty fun year. I know JK ain't going to like here bringing up to the 2006 no. playoffs <laughs> when they beat the Mavs. but We'll probably get a text about that tonight. You know, the Mavs did get a little uh, revenge later on when against the Heatles, though. But Yeah, they did, and it was the LeBron Heat, too. Yeah, you know, I thought they'd win four straight, but they didn't. But, you know, they bookended it pretty well. So They did. They did. So, other than that, you know, I think that we both agree that all right, I think that you're on the same page as me, that the first round of the NBA playoffs should be best of five. Yes, 100%. Ah, way too Never going to be, though, because of money reasons. Too many too many playoff teams, in my opinion. It. I don't believe in over 50% of the field making the playoffs. you got 16 out of 30 teams making the playoffs. I think that's too many Uh I know, obviously, the more teams in the playoffs, the more money the NBA makes, the more money the owners get, the more money the players get. But, come on. I was like, maybe, you know, 12 teams. That seems good to me. That's, what, where's baseball at now? Uh, 12? 10. 10? Yeah, Yeah. see, that's perfect. Uh, So, speaking of that, did you see in my relocation and expansion piece on the NBA, or not the NBA, the uh, Major League Baseball, I specifically mentioned you and... Whenever I was talking about what you would do with the playoffs, and I was like, Lucas does not want the playoffs to expand, even if the league does. Which you're with me on league expansion, right? Yeah, I think it needs to be 32 teams to do away with the uh, DA or the not the DH, but the interleague play yeah. all year. You know, mark out part of June like it used to be for interleague play, a couple weeks or whatever. Play your rivals, maybe you know people like you know people like seeing the Cubs go up against the Cardinals. Or, I mean, the Yankees or Red Sox. And the same Cardinals, oh, Yankees, yeah. Cardinals, Red Sox. You take some of your more historic teams and let them play. And then, of course, every team's got their regional rival pretty much in the other league that they can play against. Uh, but, yeah, this interleague play all year long is – I hate it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that made interleague play so special. You know, like, that made – that gave the regular season, a you know, a bit of spice in June and August whenever you got to see those because it was teams you didn't get to see all the time. And now you got the Cardinals and the Yankees playing in April. Uh, I saw that the – Cubs are going to the Red Sox next weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm with you, but uh, I, I'm doing a podcast on the whole uh, relocation and expansion. I hope you'll join me on that because I think we can yeah, have a Yeah, I think we'll have a few different ideas than you did. I didn't really like – some of the realignment i mean Uh, it was pretty much okay yeah some of the baseball you know i don't know about nashville i think they can sustain a baseball team i just i didn't like the royals having to go all the way out west did you see our listener or our reader from i seen someone say flip the 
the Rockies and the Royals, but making an American League team go National League, they're not going to want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, Colorado, they may want to DH. I mean, that probably benefit them great in that park. Yeah. And they may want to. I don't know. You just have to sit down and see. But I know Manfred, as soon as Oakland and Tampa Bay get their stuff figured out, there is going to be expansion. Now, whether that includes – and now whether Oakland and Tampa both stay or one of them's relocating and two other cities are getting an expansion team, I don't know. But I'm sure we'll get into that a little – or a little deeper can, in the podcast. Can we both agree that Montreal they, Montreal's is getting, getting a team. Montreal is getting a team. It'll be okay. a National League team. They'll get all their records back, much like the Browns did, and then the Nationals' history will just start when they, you know, whenever they start to play 2006 or something like that, 2005. Yeah. So now let's. Uh, that's a good segue into our based into some baseball talk today. That is, you know, what we do, especially during this time of the year. So Lucas, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give you a little uh, give you the mic. Let you talk about your Cubs here. <laughs> Uh, they frustrated the hell out of me the last couple, well, I don't want to say couple weeks because the season's only two and a half weeks long, but this last week was rough. You get swept by the Pirates, and then the Pirates get swept by the Cardinals, and that just kind of, the Cardinals are back within a game, two games of the Cubs, could be a game and a half after this, and I just feel like the Cubs are more than two games better than the Cardinals, even though this is such a short time into the season where everyone's within a few games of each other, unless you're the Blue Jays. You're already seven games <laughs> back and five games back from the fourth place team. So we can say that maybe the Cardinals aren't within two games as good as the Cubs, but the Cubs <laughs> are within a, one game as good of the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, at this <laughs> point, you have to say that. The Reds have really surprised me, um, but I don't think it's sustainable. I think they're on the right path. They really yeah. are. Um, they have some nice young arms. They're getting in used, used to. But the thing is, you're gonna, they're gonna have to go into some buzzsaw veteran teams that, the second time they see some of their young arms, they're gonna get hit. Um, and when it warms up, the ball's gonna fly a lot more in Cincinnati. Uh, so I, the Reds, though, Adam Duvall has been tearing it up this year. Uh, Joey Votto's Joey Votto. Billy Hamilton seems to just keep improving. And every time he gets on base, you know, he hits a single. It, it can be a triple um, just because he's so fast. So I guess the point of it all is it's way too early to know what it's going to look like come September. A good barometer is toward the middle of May and the end of May. That's usually when things are pretty clear. Um, when you know who your contenders are going to be and who has a chance to chase down the league leaders at that time. Um, but it's baseball, so things have happened where teams has been, you know, 10 games back, comes back, and you can't count the Blue Jays out right now. The Cardinals yeah. are only, you know, three and a half games out of first place in the three. Central or something. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's way too it's early, early, but... The Cubs are going to be better than they've played lately, and the Cardinals are, you know, I think Lakota may have been on something. Yeah, it was really looking like it, especially after that three and nine start. Which, okay, so I, you're probably we're probably going to piss off some Cardinal fans here, but 
after they got off to the what was it two and five start and it was the same start that they had in 2011 oh my god it was just i saw way too much started two and five in 2011 look what happened that year and i love that person who it was a cardinals twitter account and not the cardinals twitter account but like a cardinals fan account that said uh yeah this team doesn't have the best hitter in the world batting third or chris carpenter's resilience and i added in tony la a little bit of a managerial difference there yeah tony la Russa, uh, Cardinal fans are split like crazy on Tony Lusa. A lot of people didn't like him, and a lot of people did like him. Um, but he, I think everyone can agree at this point, he's a much better manager than Mike Matheny. Um, you know, the Cardinals still have a lot of questions. I mean, they scored two runs in the three games against Pittsburgh each game. So they scored six total and gave up three runs. Um, not a good look. You're not going to win a lot of games scoring two runs, but the thing is, and I didn't, I didn't watch the first game in the series, but the last two games, I know the Cardinals bullpen almost blew it. The Pirates were uh, very, very close, just a, another base hit away from taking the lead or sending the game into extras, or at least the bottom of the ninth where the Cardinals had to respond, and. I mean, that has to worry you. At this point, you're going to take the wins because every win counts. A lot of people don't get oh, yeah. worried about April wins, but, you know, here's the thing. If the Cardinals had won one more game in April last year, they would have been in the playoffs. Exactly, and that's why I hate people that say, oh, April baseball doesn't matter. At the end of the year, that's when those wins matter the most. You go back and look at one game where, you know, it, Matheny brought in somebody you shouldn't have or didn't play the matchup just right or, you know, your best hitter strikes out when in a place where he doesn't usually strike out. All he need to do is make contact. Say you got a guy on third, one out, you know. All you got to do is make contact. There's the run or something. You don't do it. They can come back and bite you six months oh, later. Yeah. And I get where people don't get too crazy because the standings right now, everybody's in contention right now, except the Blue Jays. And... <laughs> And it's like, you know, it does, you don't get the thrill of it like you do in August and September, but it matters. It does. Absolutely, it does. And So, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're taking the three wins against the Pirates, but you still can't feel great about that bullpen. Um, it definitely looked better than it did earlier on. Yeah. But, I mean, right now, you got to be kind of worried that, you know, Matt Bowman's the guy that you have right now. And I'm not saying he... He can't end up being the best reliever in baseball this year. He hasn't gave up a run since spring training. And, you know, 17 or 18 straight innings or something. And that's impressive. But that's not going to last. Yeah, and so something I had tweeted you yesterday is Trevor Rosenthal's velocity is back. When he struggled, he he was hitting 95-96 pretty regularly. He's uh, The last two nights he's been at 99-100. And that's whenever, like, the first couple of years of his career, when he was getting guys out at will almost, he was hitting 99-100. He, his fastball kind of leveled off down there around 95, and people started hitting him. And so it's good to see Rosenthal with some velocity back. I don't can't explain it, but it's nice to see. Well, I mean, you always want somebody that's not particularly old yet to not lose five miles an hour off their fastball. Because um, obviously that affects your off-speed stuff and your braking stuff. 
when you lose velocity from your fastball. Um, I think his problem ultimately always has been a little bit of control. Yeah. When he throws harder. He does sometimes not able to hit the zone. Um, but, you know, it might be good for him to be the eighth inning guy right now. But well, you got to wonder how long until Matheny goes back to him closing if he keeps throwing hard and O keeps, you know, putting him in situations where you got two or three guys on and you're up by one because that happened yesterday. Yeah, and you're going to need – they're going to need a solid bullpen, you know, better than what we saw from them the first 10 games – or, well, up to now, really. You have to have a good bullpen yeah. to win the World Series now. It's not – and maybe it's always been that way, but I can't remember more emphasis on a bullpen than last postseason. Well, look look at the Royals. Uh, yeah, you can go back I mean, a couple po- – okay, you can go back three or four that are just off the top of your mind. Yeah. The Royals rode their bullpen to the World Series – they lost, but then they rode the bullpen again and won the World Series. Uh, the and Giants last year lost because of their bad bullpen. Yeah. They almost had the Cubs on the rope, but they just couldn't hold on to any sort of lead they got. And that's why they spent all the money on it was Melanson, right? Yes. Yeah, and because that's that important right now. Right, and, you know, Melanson hasn't been that sharp. I was never a believer in Melanson. He's okay. I mean, he's put up good numbers the last couple of years, but the long-term deal for that much money, I don't know. The Giants had to do it. Don't get me wrong. They had to go after somebody. And Jansen was going back to the L.A. That's where he wanted to be. And Chapman was going back to the Yankees. That's where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I That's why I love the Cubs trade for Wade Davis so much is Theo didn't have to spend $80 million to get somebody. He gave up a guy that wasn't getting everyday playing time and got a closer for this year. And they're hoping Carl Edwards Jr., you know, turns into a closer next year, or Strope, or Rondone, or somebody. Royals fans hate that trade right now. Oh, I'm sure they do. I mean, Soria's good, but Wade Davis is just phenomenal in the ninth inning. <laughs> he's better than Oh, and, and Greg Holland. Yeah, Greg Holland. I mean, he's got Our seven Rockies. or eight saves for the Rockies, who are tied first place right now. So we hope they can keep that up. Yeah, so we've we've talked about the Rockies. It's funny. I uh, I listened to a couple of the podcasts that are done and we done, and we talked about the Rockies a lot. Rockies, we reached out to you yesterday. We're gonna reach out again. Hook your boys up with some press passes. You know, or I'll just take free tickets and we'll come to the game. Yeah, I mean, but if we could get you know, if we get a little time in the uh, clubhouse, maybe get a couple of interviews, that'd be nice for the podcast. I'll take it, and uh, you know. Good luck to the Rockies out there. That's a team that me, you, and I know J.K. We've kind of rallied behind. Just, oh yeah, we like Bud Black, and it'd just be nice to see them compete in a division that's been dominated by the Dodgers and the Giants for the last half decade or so. Oh or yeah, longer. So Lucas, I'm looking at stats right now, and a guy that I've heard about and I haven't got to see much of, Eric Thames. I just seen a lot of him. Yeah, against the Cubs, dude gets on base every time monster looks like i don't know built like barry bonds oh except i don't think names on stair i don't know whatever he did in korea freaking works and I almost took a picture yesterday and tweeted it but i didn't but he's got a freaking arm protector the elbow protector that rivals what barry bond was war it looked like eric thames is going to war every time he goes to bat <laughs> dude is a monster yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his stats on the young season. Hitting 408 with seven bombs. Speaking yeah. of which, Freddie Freeman hitting 440 on the season. Six home runs. 
So look at Freddie Freeman go. Got up there playing for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic. Got them all jacked. Yep. Thames, Freeman, Bryce Harper, your front runners for MVP right now in the National League. Um, oh, Marcelo Zuna, who we talked about in the uh, baseball preview. Really liked him, and he's really turned it on this year. Um, you know, Yelich is doing all right. And, of course, Stanton's got power out of this world. Um, like I, like we said in the podcast, the Marlins, man, they could have the best outfield. And Well, we ranked them up there with the Red Sox and the Pirates. Yeah. Who their outfield took a huge hit with Marte yeah. getting popped for 80-game suspension. Yeah. And will be ineligible for the playoffs if the Pirates make it. So huge, huge loss for the Pirates. Do you think that has any effect on if they uh, maybe look to shop uh, Andrew McCutcheon a little bit more? Too early to tell. Um, I, I just say that because for them, they are literally going to have to wait till July to see where they're at. Or, are yeah. they competing with the good teams? How far out are they? Are they winning the division? Are they up in the wild card? Because I think if the Pirates think they got a good chance to make the playoffs, I think they go for it again and trade them in the winter. Um, they won't get as much, but each day that passes, as you get a little bit less for McCutcheon. But the thing is, they still have a good team. Gregory Polanco is just a star waiting to happen. They got Austin Meadows, who's like the sixth best prospect in baseball, waiting in the minors. He hasn't had very good luck in the minors yet this year, but it's coming. And they had him pegged to replace McCutcheon. So now he may have to come up and replace Marte for a little while. And then if they think they're going to make the playoffs, then they'll figure something out with the four of them for the rest of the season and then come the playoffs they'll just have to have Meadows McCutcheon and Polanco out there so it's a little early to tell what the Pirates are going to do but if they don't do very good then yeah McCutcheon will probably be traded in July yeah so some a team that you've mentioned twice now the Toronto Blue Jays I just I had to look up their record they're three and 12 right now I've been streaming pitching against them in fantasy because they can't hit anybody Donaldson's on the Man. DL. Sanchez, their best young pitchers on the DL. Marcus Stroman, who pitched phenomenal for the United States in the World Baseball Classic, struggled this year. Haps on the DL. Robert Osuna's on the DL. Their closer. Um, Tulo is old now. Yeah. Not producing. Bautista has no power this year. So it looks like he should be thankful for the contract he did get. And I know all the teams out there right now are like, whew. God, we didn't give him that five-year, $135 million he wanted. Did he get a one-year? I think so. Okay, I thought or so, too. Or a two-year with an opt-out. But I think it's the one-year, $18 million, just right above that qualifying yeah. offer he got. So that's a rough start. I mean, we we talked it's early, but these they games gotta play count. Like, they got to play like 580 baseball from here on out to you know get up to that 92, 93, 94 win threshold. They'll need to make the playoffs in the American League. Yeah. And that 580 threshold is like Cubs good last year. At that playing at that pace for the rest of the season, that's going to be tough. You can't win a pennant in April, but you sure as hell can lose one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a that's a really good statement for uh, for this time of the year. Is you can you know play your way out of contention this early. And another reason that April baseball is fun. Uh, so. What what's going on in Arizona? We didn't, you know, we we 
we talked there's a few pieces to like about the Diamondbacks, but they're tied for first with our Rockies. Uh, well, they're healthy one. They're getting their bullpen's been okay. Their starting pitching's been okay. Goldschmidt's got some room for improvement. AJ Pollock's been pretty good. A lot of people love Brandon Drury, um, or Jake Lamb. Yeah, third baseman. Yeah, Jake Lamb. And, you know, they're, I think they're just a little bit healthier starting the year than they were last year. I don't think Zach Gronke's been pitching, like, crazy good like he had been. I think he had a good game last night. But uh, they really like the manager they got. They got a good front office now. They've made a few trades trying to shore up, you know, a little bit of starting pitching in their bullpen. But... I ultimately think they're going to come back down to earth. I don't think they're ready to compete with the Dodgers and the Giants and the Rockies. But they're there um, making the right moves to eventually compete in the next couple of years. So, Lucas, I just I just kind of signaled to you. Do you want to do some just off-the-key uh, power rankings so far this year? Okay. Um, I mean, we're just completely i'm, I'm gonna look and i'm gonna, I'm like, gonna are go we gonna do this off what you know how much talent's on the team or just the teams that are winning right now what, what you've seen from the team so far this year uh you really gotta like boston yeah you gotta like the cubs i know that you know the astros are 11 the and five. astros have been really good what we thought they would be um or i did anyways um I know their main competitors were the Rangers, who's in last place, who you have going to the World Series. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if I had to choose the best five teams right now uh, that you would put in just the best five that you want to watch that are going to give you good baseball, I'd go Red Sox, Astros, Cubs, Rockies, and... You know, I gotta go with Washington, and yeah. I throw the Mets in there too. I just can't pick five because the Mets and Washington's both been playing pretty decent ball. Washington's got Bryce Harper and David Murphy, who's just they were both just tearing the cover off the ball. Ryan Zimmerman's hitting the ball for once. You know, they've been that yeah. couple years he's been struggling. And the Mets, Jay Bruce is just tearing it up for the Mets. He's oh got yeah, six home runs already. Four against the Phillies. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I mean, there's there's several good teams. The problem with the Mets is they at times have problems scoring runs. Yeah. And the problem with the Nationals is their bullpen's not that good. They yep. just recently removed Blake Trainin from the their closer role. Now they're going to a committee with Sean Kelly and Coda Glover. And the, the White Sox are just like, that's what we like to see because they got David Robertson. They're still yep. dealing out there. Now whether so, they can come together for a deal or not, I don't know. But the Nationals are going to have to get a closer if they're going to compete. Yeah, words you never want to hear from your team. Bullpen by committee, closer yes. by committee. Yes, never want to hear that. That hardly ever works out. Yeah, almost almost never. And it doesn't help the pitchers because they're creatures of habit. They want to know. Yeah. Closers want to know the ninth inning's mine. Yeah. They want to know. They don't want to be guessing like, is it going to be Sean today? Is it going to be Coda today? Does Blake getting another chance? Yeah. So the Nationals have all the pieces to compete. And I don't want to sound like one of them guys for the last five years that's picked the Nationals to win the World Series. <laughs> they got the pieces to do it. Oh, yeah. They fix their bullpen. They got to get a closer. And I think David Robertson ultimately is going to get traded to him. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to have to. 
I mean, I'm sure the White Sox are just sitting there. Just oh, like they, a, they're waiting, yeah. Like a fat kid at a buffet. Just. They're, ready to, <laughs> they're ready to pull the trigger as soon as the Nationals decide. But the thing is, it's so early in the season, and the Nationals are up there at the top of their standings again. They're feeling pretty good. It's going to take a few blown saves. Oh, I mean, yeah. Awful blown saves for, the, you know, they just need a little kick in the ass. But they'll make, they're going to make some moves. I mean, there's no way they can't. They're not going to waste one of their last couple years they have with Bryce Harper. Yeah. Which so, brings up another thing. Let me, if oh, I can just go. interject here real quick. There's people talking about, are the Nationals going to trade Bryce Harper this winter if they don't think they can sign him back? Whoa. They have to trade him this winter to try to get what they can. Because you don't let a talent like him walk away for nothing. And I get it. I mean, he's... You have to. You can offer him all the deals in the world, and if you don't like him and wants to test the free agency market, he can walk away. Or he can still test the free agency market, and your deal will still be there because you're not going to say no. Yeah. If, you know, say you offer him $350 million and he's thinking the Phillies or the Yankees are going to offer him $400 million and they don't, then he might come back and say, oh, I'll take your three fifty. But if they're not confident in that, trade them this winter, get a couple stud prospects, you know, and, you know, make a run for him when he is a free agent. But you can't let him walk away for nothing. No, I com- I completely agree with that. So I'm going to give you my, my power rankings. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you top, my top five. So I'm going to go Astros, Rockies, Nationals, Yankees, and ooh, do I want to go? I'm give me the Red Sox. I was about to say you have to pick the Red Sox at that point. Yeah, you got to remember Tyler Thornburg's still hurt for the Red Sox, and David Price ain't back yet. Yeah, they can just they can still get better. They got room to improve, and uh, they're just all now getting over the flu bug that seemed like the whole team got. Uh, Mookie Betts struck out for the first time since last year, yesterday. That blew my mind. Um, Yeah, I saw that. That is insane. I guess I'm just used to a lot of guys striking out and just thinking everybody does because Chris Bryant strikes out quite a bit. Addison Russell strikes out. Javier Baez strikes out. So I'm just used to watching mostly Cubs games. Like these guys, they're good and they're studs and you want them on your team, but strikeouts are a part of the game now. Yeah. Did or, and I, you retweeted my retweet of uh, mostly Braves BS the Twitter account that had uh, most strikeouts through age twenty nine season. Both Upton brothers made an appearance on that. Yes, yes. And uh, speaking of the Upton brothers, the Giants signed Melvin Upton Jr., formerly known as BJ Upton, um, hoping to maybe see if he can help their left field problems. Jarrett Parker broke his clavicle and he's going to be out for a while and he wasn't producing anyways so they still have a big hole like we talked about in the podcast in left field what are they going to do they got i mean the giants have been awful right now posey went on the dl for Mm. a concussion parker's been out uh some mediocre pitchers have been tearing them up just because they don't have anyone in that lineup that's hit jason vargas yeah i mean well jason vargas has three straight good games i'm glad i picked him up from a fantasy team He's been getting me some points. Yeah, the the Royals starting pitching, that's something I want to I want to mention before we go. The they have they have been impressive. Dan Duffy, uh Kennedy has pitched really well. Uh maybe a potential trade candidate there. They're putting the Royals in a hell of a spot. Yeah. Right now. Are. I mean, it's still early, so things could fall off. But right now you look at it and it's like from some of the people in my Royals Twitter 
though. I think they'd be okay if they traded Eric Hosmer right now. I was just I was gonna say that exact same thing. Like, like, I think like he's been grounding out a lot, and like guys are just like they're tired of him. They don't think he's clutch and can come through. So if that's how you're feeling about him, and if the team even has an inkling of that feeling, they'll trade him now. Yeah, I mean, get what you can out of him. Trade him now. Sign back Mustakis. There's guys thinking Mustakis will get more on the market than Hosmer right now. So yeah, if you can hit Mustakis up right now, I would. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Twitter poll on the, uh, our Twitter account at the Fumbling Punter. Uh, do you think Eric Hosmer should be traded? And yeah. I want I want to see, see how Royals happens. fans and general like, people trade him right react. now. Yeah, like, like right now, not yeah. July, like right now, just today. Just yeah, see, just see, you know what you can get for him. Obviously, uh, obviously, if we're noticing his shortcomings, other teams are too. But they may think they, there's something they could fix real quick or something. So I don't know. Speaking of fixing swings, I just want to say, Jason Hayward's off to his best start in four seasons. Really? Yes. So uh, I didn't think his swing changes looked very good in spring training in the first couple of games. The last week or so, his swings have looked better. He is hitting the ball hard. Um, There's one game. Hard and not right to second base on the ground? Some of them's been that way. Okay. But there's been a couple games where one game he had three hits, but it should have been five. He smoked the piss out of the ball, but Ryan Braun made the most athletic play Ryan Braun's ever made in his life. And then uh, Arcia, the shortstop for the Brewers, made a hell of a play against them. So I, I think Jason Hayward is going to be a little better than last year. I really do, which is only positive for the Cubs right now. Yeah, Joe Madden leaving money, him so Jason. much he started him clean up the other night. Clean up? Now he's resting some guys, <laughs> but he had him starting clean up. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Joe Madden and Jed Hoyer, the Cubs GM. They believe in Jason Hayward's swing changes. Like, they just said it's going to take some time and more major league at-bats for to see some results. But he's hitting the ball hard, and that's kind of what they wanted him to do. You know, the theory in baseball is hit the ball hard, and it's going to start finding holes. Yeah. And uh, so it looks like my computer is about to do a forced restart on us. So we're going to get that Twitter poll up. Lucas, do you uh, have any final thoughts on the first couple of weeks of the baseball season before we go? Don't take anything we say. Take it all with a big grain of salt. It's two and a half weeks into the season. This is just kind of a catch-up podcast, just some quick thoughts on the season. As the season goes along, we'll do plenty more of these to keep everybody informed. Um, right now, though, you got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the drafts next week. Uh, part of the NFL schedule was released already. Chiefs-Patriots open up the season on oh, Thursday man. night. In can- or, no, they're in, in New in England. England. Remember when we used to like oh boy, watch that up. shit live? The, yeah. The, the schedule And I don't release? think they released it all yet. They might be doing it right now, but some games are getting leaked. Yeah. Some games the, are getting leaked. Uh, Patriots-Falcons uh, on Thursday It's going to be sometime in October night? on a Sunday night, I think. Wait. Listen, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the NFL season. Or the schedule, rather. NBC, you're going to get a healthy dose of the NFC East. Maybe the Colts, Broncos, and Patriots thrown in. That's your whole... Steelers play quite a few Yeah, that's true. That's true. So those four teams and then the four teams from the NFC East. Each team's allowed seven primetime games. Patriots, the Broncos. The Patriots, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Giants. They get... They max out. 
Oh, yeah. Every time. Then you get your teams like the Browns and the Bills who might get one. Everyone gets one. Yeah, the Thursday night that nobody watches. uh, Uh, Haven't been lately, but. uh, Insufferable Thursday night football games. Also, beware the Redskins are playing on Thanksgiving and the liberal media is having a huge, (laughs) huge fit already because of that. So be prepared to be annoyed with name change bullshit. Um,. I just have to throw that in there because it's already annoying me because who cares? The Washington posted a poll. Nine out of ten Native Americans are not offended by that name. Uh, I like to call them the Washington (laughs) R-words. I'm going to stop talking to you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We were just trying to have a a little fun there at the end. Yeah, uh, just... uh, so, anyways, football's gearing up for a little bit. Anyways, the draft is oh, yeah. coming up, and uh, maybe we get Tyler on here to uh, talk a little, talk a little football with us. Yeah, I mean, he's never won a bad boys championship. Like, oh, I have. hope he's listening. We're we get, calling you out, Tyler. I mean, we're champions. I mean, he's he's won the other league like several times, but I mean, ten ten team. Nah. Eh. Didn't he win a couple in eight? Yeah, I think you might have won an eight-team league. That's definitely Bush League. Bush League. Yeah, only real champions but, on this show, But, Tyler. you know what? We'll try to value his opinion nonetheless. Yeah, of course. He he, he knows a lot about football. He'll be he'll be fun. Uh, so maybe and all we'll... you Minnesota Vikings fans out there will get a healthy <laughs> dose of what they can do this year. Oh, Teddy Ball Game talk for days. Sam Bradford talk. Yeah. <laughs> is, ball, is Bridgewater coming back? I don't know. Yeah, what? they're going to have some... Uh, I don't think he's – I wouldn't rush him back, one. Yeah. That was a hell of an injury. Oh, that was you know, awful. Like, kneecap falls off your body. But, I mean, there's no way he's going to be ready for the season. I don't care how good our medical yeah. is anymore. He needs another season of rehab, if ever. The mental part of that has to be just as enormous as the physical part of what happened to him. Yeah. So I think that's all we got for today's show. It's been fun getting back to it. Uh, kind of had some schedule barriers that we're going to break down and go through and plow our way forward. Uh, Lucas, I'm not going to thank you for joining the podcast because, I mean, you're basically the co-host. You've damn near done half of these podcasts. So I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't think a co-host. I'm trying to think of uh, – oh, Mike Greenberg doesn't thank Golick in the morning. Well, I have a – <laughs> I have a good time doing these, and I hope uh, you know we get some people on. Hopefully, Anthony can come on, and we can banter back and forth about Cubs Cardinals. Oh yeah, real soon. I'd like to talk to J.K. Um, just about sports. I know he knows more than he. J.K. knows sports. Well, he's been on as a movie guy here, but I'd like to get him on and pick his brain about some things so far. So he plays a little bashful, uh, but he knows his stuff. Yeah, we'll get him we'll get him real loosened up for you guys to listen to and get some uh, good opinions and maybe some hot takes from him. He tries not to rock the boat too much, but we'll rock it for him if we have to. Now that we got our explicit rating, we can get Gardner on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Gardner needs to come on. Anthony needs to come on as well. We oh, will, man. That'll, we, that'll be a lot of fun. So, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Lucas, it's been fun. Till Can't ne- wait to the next one. Till next time, for the Fumbling Punter and Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. Have a good weekend, guys.